Good morning and happy Friday. Today's episode is with my friend Siobhan Talapaca. Siobhan is a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and that's how we became friends is through training together for the sport of Jiu-Jitsu. Siobhan's story is pretty cool. Um, it's about chasing his dreams and going against the grain. You'll learn more about it here. Listen up, sit back, and enjoy. Have a great weekend, guys. See you Monday. All right, with me today is my good friend, and I'm actually let him pronounce his name because I haven't figured it out yet. So why don't you go ahead and tell everybody how to pronounce your name correctly? Shavong Talapaka. Shavong. Okay, so it's like a hard ong. Um... Shavong. Yeah, there's a G at the end. Okay. Most people will say Shavon. That's what I usually say. Yeah, and I'm I'm okay with it. I I like grew up like having substitute teachers call me all kinds of stuff, you know, what? Shavang and Shivang and. You just like you just get used to it, and Siobhan is like the most benign of all of those. <laughs> so I'm I'm like yeah, I mean it's fine. So you know, with that, why don't like what I want to do is like I really like how Jocko does his podcast, where it's like tell me from the beginning, like what got you to the point where you're like, okay, I'm gonna pursue jujitsu as a career. Like even going back to your childhood, like did you grow up playing sports, things like that? Why don't you just kind of bring us from like Siobhan as as far as you can remember to kind of today and i'll ask some questions like as we go sure sure yeah so um i did not play sports growing up especially not when i was a little kid so i uh first sport i played was in middle school i did like uh like a summer wrestling thing it's kind of during the school year too but it was not like um it wasn't for the middle school necessary necessarily but that and football i did football for a year and then i wrestled for a few years starting in middle school kind of moving up to high school. Um, but before that, I didn't play any sports. I was kind of like, probably just fear mostly, you know? I was just like not, I, I always thought it'd be cool to play sports. I mean, everyone at school that played sports, like everyone loved them, you know what I mean? Like athletes are always, I mean, even now, right? Like all the best football players and basketball players, they're just like, everyone looks up to them, you know? So like there was always that idea, like romanticizing what uh, what an athlete was. Uh, more so like the clout they had socially, you know? Not necessarily all the work and all the other stuff, you know, like that was, it was more so the clout that they had socially that I was like super, you know, jealous of. But so growing up, I didn't play. I was just like scared of everything. I'm still scared of everything, but a little bit less. <laughs> I, um, yeah, so I started, pl- I started doing football and wrestling in high school, uh, excuse me, in middle school. And again, still like a lot of fear there, right? Like I didn't like, I didn't like the idea of getting hit. I didn't like the idea of like getting double legged really hard, you know? So that obviously showed very much in my performance. Uh, I was not athletic. Didn't grow up like, athletic at all super clumsy and whatnot um took me three years before i ever won a match in wrestling so the end the very last tournament of my third year of wrestling was when i um was when i I won very first match right i think i like i can't remember what the score was but i beat him pretty good i think he was scrubbier than me so it was like really bad um so i did that and then, then the next year i went like 500 you know um then I got I got hurt, so I didn't play for uh, the following year. That would have been my junior year. What was the injury? Uh, it was a head injury. Okay. Yeah, so I I didn't play um I didn't play for that year. So I was a manager actually, which was <laughs> which was crazy because usually like wrestling managers are all girls. Yeah. Right. So I was like, I was like one of the wrestling managers. You know, there's like a lot of connotations behind being a wrestling manager that I'm sure people can imagine. But so you know you know you can only, you, that kind of fell on me too, right? So I got a lot of I got a lot of crap for it, but it was all in good fun. Uh, then senior year, I wrestled again, kind of 
haphazardly. You know, I wasn't, I was never super, I was never really interested in anything, you know, like growing up. There's nothing that really sparked my interest. And if it did, it was like, I didn't have like the discipline or the, you know, the work ethic to really pursue it for whatever reason, right? Wrestling was one thing that I was really interested in, though. I liked it a lot. I watched more like film than anybody, right? Like we had this app called Huddle and, um, the coaches can see who's watching the most, right? And they, I mean, they knew. I mean, I was, I was, was watching it all the time. They had like a slow down button. I used to like slow stuff down and watch it. It was just super interesting to me. I thought it was, you know, the coolest thing ever. But um, yeah, so I was never really interested in anything enough to just like really want to do it. I was talking to my dad about this on a walk recently. He's like, yeah, I mean, you just like didn't like anything. You didn't like school. You didn't like sports. You didn't like playing an instrument. You know, I tried doing that stuff, but I was like, yeah, it's boring. It's boring. So kind of going along the whole. Um, no like really work ethic or direction i um when i was 18 i didn't want to go to college so now my, expand on that because i know your siblings have like super advanced degrees how did that go over yeah so i think so everyone in my family like i, I know i've said this before everyone in my family that is of age to have a master's degree has a master's degree and then there are multiple people that have phds um a couple of my cousins that live on the east coast one of them, actually, they're brothers. One of them has two PhDs. One was given to him meritoriously from another uh, college. The one that he got it at, and then meritoriously at another one. So that guy's just like, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's like the he's kind of like the golden child of the family. You know, like he's all extremely successful. He's um he's he's like an MD PhD, so okay. he's uh in the medical world. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think you know, and I explained to my dad too. I was like, okay, so I cannot, and for whatever reason, I was wise enough. In the dumbest years of my life, I was wise enough to say, like, okay, I do not have the work ethic or the discipline to go to college right now. I got to do something else, right? I I didn't want to, and I knew that even if I did do it, it was just not going to turn out well. And, uh, you know, I was talking to, like, military recruiters at the time, and I was like, okay, this is, like, an organization that, like, is kind of promising these things that I need. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it because... I'm 18 and I gotta I gotta I gotta do something right so I just did that. What branch? I was the army, so I wanted to do like uh, active duty at first, um, but uh, I think my parents kind of talked me out of that. Uh, so we settled on doing like the national guard. So I decided to do that. I enlisted when I was 17, like with parents' permission, right? Mm-hmm. So you know I talked to them and I was like, hey, I'll go to school, but let me just like do this, so you know I can like build some life skills. Um, 17, then the, that summer when I graduated, turned 18, obviously, in my senior year, um, I graduated, went to basic training, came back, still a screw-up, right? Like, that didn't do anything. <laughs> so I, And then I went to college that, that semester. So I come back um, October of 2015, and I start my first semester of college um, January of 2016, and like three days in, they like you know, I get a call from my team leader. He's like, oh, we're going to Egypt in the summer. I was like, oh, okay. It's like six months notice, right? So, um, you know, six months go by, and then now's the time to go to Egypt. So we get ready to do that, whatever, say goodbyes, we leave. And that year was really the year that everything I was looking for from the military and for my life was when it all came together, right? I was, like, just trying to figure out, like, how to just, like, how do I be, like, a normal person, (laughs) you know? Like, I was just, like, I just, like, didn't have these, like, skills that I needed, you know? Like, for whatever reason, just uninterest or, or, excuse me, lack of interest or whatever. Um, But um, that year, I definitely got that. I was was around people that were, everyone was older than me, right? And they were all, like, very responsible people for the most part. Um, So these were the influences that I had for a year constantly by me, right? 
Uh, my ability to pick friends at that time was very poor. Yeah, so I I always had just like nothing nothing against my buddies then, but you know a, a lot of my friends were not like they didn't want the things that I wanted, right? And even if they did, they weren't making any changes to have that happen, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you know I kind of got all these people in my life that uh, a lot of those guys are still in my life um, that uh, were all very mature and they were like kind of doing things on their own for a long time after that or for a long time by then. So that year goes by and then I kind of, at that point I figured out, right? Like, okay, like I have these skills now. I know I have these skills. Um, come home about a year late, about a day short of 11 months. I come back. Um, you know, I get a summer job. Then I go to college. Do really well in college, right? Because now I'm like a human being at this Where point. Did you go to school? I went to Winona State. Okay. Yeah. So I started studying uh, computer science there. And that year was great too because it gave me a chance. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And it gave me a chance to kind of figure it out. And I think that's really cool about the military is it gives you an opportunity to kind of like explore the world and explore yourself a little bit before you make a decision about what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And if you want to do the military for the rest of your life, you can just re-enlist, 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 right? So you can just keep doing that. Um, puts you in a good spot, I think, at that age. Um, so started studying computer science, you know, go to Winona. Um, uh, you know, I, 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 do, I was doing really well in school, you know. That summer from coming home, I, um, so actually just to back up a little bit, that school year I did really well. And in the middle of the second semester, school was getting like hard, right? Like midterms and finals. So I had to like stop working out. And what I was doing kind of throughout Egypt and as I came back was, um, I was lifting a lot, right? And the, the kind of the athletic endeavor that I was, um, that I was kind of pursuing at that time was powerlifting. So I'd done a couple of meets at this point and stuff and I really liked it and, I think I, I think I kind of burned out towards the end there, you know. So, so lifting just kind of gets boring. If that's just all you're doing, yeah. you know. Spot there's bench dead. Spot bench dead. Spot ex- bench exactly. Dead. You know, there's just so. Obviously, you're familiar with Chad Wesley Smith. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he said something about like, and this totally, it clicked for me here. He was like, you know, I'm willing to be bored for nine months, right? Doing these lifts, like having this set program that I know I'm going to do for nine months. If it means I hit, if I hit all the numbers I'm supposed to at the meet at the end of the nine months. And it dawned on me at that point, it was like, I'm not willing to do that. Right. <laughs> I'm not willing to be bored for nine months. That sounds horrible. You know what I mean? I right. don't want that. So then I was like, yeah, this is, I don't think this is for me. Yeah, I should, I should just stop. But school got busy, so I kind of had to stop uh, lifting and working out at all, really. So, which, you know, in the, you know, with hindsight, I can say that that worked out nice for me and I wouldn't have been able to pull off what I did at school uh, had I, had I keep, kept working. I was spending so much time in the gym, you know, like two hours at a time. It was crazy. Um, so the summer comes along and I was like, all right, I'm starting to get soft. I got to start working out again. But I just like cannot get myself into a weight room and do squat bench deadlift. You know, <laughs> I got to do something else. So one of the guys that I uh, deployed with, who's uh, technically my roommate now, the Big Lake roommate, not my not my current one, but um, he, um, we talked about like jujitsu in the, like during our deployment and it's kind of this idea that got brought up. It's like, oh, yeah, this seems cool. And we're like, yeah, we should do it when we get back. And now is the time, right? It's like, hey, okay. So I call him up. Literally, I call him and I'm like, okay, dude, I got to make a decision. I got to do something, right? I got to have a summer activity. Got to get working out again. Should I do like strongman stuff? Because that was also interesting to me, right? I thought the strongman, lifting stones is freaking cool. So should I do strongman stuff or should I do jujitsu? And then he says, he's like, <laughs> he's like, do strongman stuff. I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then I like put the phone down and then I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so so I, I ended up doing jujitsu 
and I remember the first class, right? I, I show up at the place and um, Jenny at MTT. Okay. I talked to her and I was like, um, I was like, yeah, you know, I want to sign up. And she's like, okay, you get a free class and whatnot. And then you can decide. I was like, no, no, no I know I want to sign up. You know, like just like take my money. So she's like, oh, okay, if you're, yeah, if you're sure you want to do it. And then took a private lesson with Jose, who teaches at uh, Rio at the time, or who teaches at Rio now. He ta- taught at MTT then. Did a private class. For Obviously, I like. Don't it. know what MTT is. That's Minnesota top team. Oh yep, yep, yep. And that's in Egan, right? Yeah, yeah, in okay. Egan, Egan. Yeah, so it was like about ten minutes from my folks' house. So, you know, easy drive, and I'd seen it a lot. Like it's a very like when you big ass building. It's a big building, and they have like big words like MMA, jujitsu, and yeah. like all the other stuff, right? So, yeah, you you can't miss it. And I, I like for years I'd like driven past it, you know, and not known what it was because like on my way to like my summer job and my winter job, right? So I'd seen it, and I just like just ignored it. I was like, oh, this is the place, you know, I was like, so I go and, um, I go there, do the private class with, uh, Jose, and the next time I come in, I start the class, right, and from the first class, like, I, I come, they let me borrow a gi, uh, let me borrow a belt, I remember putting the gi on and just feeling so embarrassed, I was like, I look like an idiot, what am I doing, I felt like, an, I really did, I was like, this is, like, to use, you know, uh, the 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 modern lingo. It's it was cringe, dude. You know what I mean? I just was I was like looking in the mirror and I was like, I just was like my skin was crawling. I was like, oh, dude, I look like an idiot. What am I doing right now? Um, but anyway, I do the class. I absolutely loved it. I was immediately from the the first class that I did it. I was just like completely infatuated by it. I think I knew by that class or maybe by the end of that week that jujitsu was going to be part of my life forever. What you know? is it about jujitsu that has you like hook, line, and sinker? Yeah, that's a good question. I still remember the first technique we did. It was like an arm bar from the mount, like the S-mount, you know? And I I don't know what it was. It was like this really technical thing. And I... I can't even I can't even tell you. It was, it was just so cool, you know. You do this thing. It's like man, I get to break people's arms, and but I get to do it in like a like a smart way, you know. It's not like this brute way of doing it. Because I kind of dabbled in like like some boxing and MMA stuff years prior when I was about ninth grade. And uh, when I went to that specific uh, institution, right, there was it was a lot of like tough guys, you know. Yeah. It was a lot of like it was super toxic. Those guys were just like, I remember we were doing like you know like touch sparring. And I was fifteen, and this guy was just like, you know, just teeing off on me, and I was like scared. I was like, oh, and and I, he's like, I'm not even hitting you that hard. I was like, dude, I'm fifteen years old, you know. <laughs> this, yeah. this hurt. This sucks. Uh, so you know, and then I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. But now I do it, and everyone's super nice. The, the guy who taught the classes is Jack Zeff, Zach Jeffrey. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, yeah. So love that guy. Still love that guy. Um, he taught it, and you know he was not like that, and nobody in the class was like that. It was super inviting and encouraging environment, which um, I'm so glad it was. You know, who knows? Maybe if it wasn't, I would have quit. You know, I would have been right. like, yeah, this sucks. Um. So I do it, and I, I loved, absolutely loved it. By the end of the first week, like I said, I think I, I knew that I was going to do it for the rest of my life. By the end of that summer, I, I, I knew I had to do it for, like, like really do it, you know? Like a career? Yeah, like, and it was not even, like, a thought, like a conscious thought in the forefront of my head. It was, like, this thing in the back of my head that, like, because I think a lot of, a lot of it was, like, I had to build up the courage to even admit it to myself because I was in a position where... It was me getting a bachelor's degree, me getting a master's degree, and then me moving on to like a PhD program, right? That was like that was like the expected route. And 
this like high level of education, right, was what was expected. And that, that was kind of what I expected of myself. And I wanted that. I really liked computer science. And, you know, I was, I was doing well, like all my classes. And, you know, I wanted to have like an interesting job using my head. Um, so it was kind of this back in my head where I was like, man, like this, this can't just be this thing I do at night. It, maybe that was the thought, right? Like this has to be more than that. And I didn't even know what that meant. But looking back, it was like, yeah, I had to do it for like a career, you know. I, this, this can't just be like a hobby for me. Um, so I go back to school that following semester and it was like, I was depressed. Like I wouldn't do, I didn't do any jujitsu, right? Like barely any. Is there any jujitsu in Winona? Uh, there, there, there's a school. It's, um, kind of, uh, you know, Jesse in Wisconsin is, uh, origin jujitsu. No idea. Oh, okay. So he, um, they're affiliated with the same Hegan Machado. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they had the affiliates of the same, of the same, uh, with the same guy so uh yeah and I, I did it sometimes then but you know school was hard and was busy and like i was just so depressed i was like man i just want to go home and do jiu-jitsu again like this sucks i don't want to do school i don't want to do anything i just want to put that gi back on and just like do jiu-jitsu all day again um and it took me a long time to let that like sink in that i wanted that because for me to want that was like the biggest problem even for me you know it was like so ingrained in my head that like this is something that I want to do. Like, you can't make money doing jujitsu. It's like wanting to make money, like, I don't know, like podcasting. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like this really fringe thing that's like this is not normal, okay? And like, you can't make money doing this just because you like. Like, it would probably be similar to like, like maybe like gaming or something. Right? I know a lot of people make money gaming, but you know when you have this feeling like I want to make money playing video games, it's like what? No, no, you're gonna go to school. Like that's crazy. You can't make money playing video games. So it's similar to me, right? Where it was like, it was this game that I was playing, but I wanted to make money doing it and i just so super super depressed that whole semester and i decided i was like okay i'm gonna take this next semester off um i did it i came home started doing jujitsu again and i was so happy you know i was like this is like exactly what i wanted i actually worked too i was working at this place and i worked during the day and did jujitsu at night and i kind of when i told them i was going to come back and work full time while i was kind of um uh, you know taking that semester off i regretted it right afterwards i was like man i wish i had not said that and just done jujitsu all day. Right. This, is, this is what I wanted to do, right? Were you at top team still or were you moved to M3 by then? Yeah, so I was at top team still. I was at top team still. And I did I did that for a little while. I worked like full time and then um, I did my first gi tournament. I'd competed a few times at this point. I competed yeah. like a month after I started. Same. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, so I did that and then I, and I, I did another tournament when I first started again. And then and they, they were both... Um, they were both no, no. The first one I had gi and no gi. The second one I just did no gi, and this next one, uh, I told myself like, because I was kind of like a, because I, I wrestled and stuff, right? So I was kind of like one of those like no gi guys. Like I didn't like the gi, and I said, okay, so I, I kind of thought then I was like, okay, I don't want to be like, I want to be well rounded, you know? So I signed up for a tournament. It was the 2018, 2019. I don't even remember, but it was the Boston Open, Spring Open, right? I still remember the date, April thirteenth. I because uh, this was because once I I did that tournament and after that tournament, I realized like um, I I I, I got to commit a little bit more. You so know, just, white belt or blue belt at this point? I was a white belt. Okay. I was a white belt. So I was like, I got to commit a little bit more. So I texted my boss. I didn't even call him. I texted him and I was like, Yo, I'm I'm not working. Um, I'm only working Tuesdays and Thursdays now. Um. I basically told him, you know, I was like, I, I'm only working Tuesdays and Thursdays now. And he's like, okay, okay. Um, started doing that, kept training, kept doing it. And I loved it. I loved it. You know, this is like, this is exactly what I wanted. And I kept doing it. 
And the day I got my blue belt was the day I stopped working at that place. So I stopped working there. I was like, I'm done with this. And this was July 2nd. Still remember the date. Still remember the date. July 2nd. Of 18. Of 18, I believe. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no. No, 19. 19, 19. 19. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. Yeah, it was 19. So July 2nd of 2019, I stopped working. Got my blue belt that night. And I was super stoked. I was so happy. Um, but now it's time to go back to school, right? Mm-hmm. So I did a semester kind of at... Um, um, Normandale, okay. just to stay home, and and that was just kind of like, oh man, I don't want to do this. Like I, I like I told my dad at that time, I was like, Dad, I'm just gonna take a semester off and figure myself out. In the back of my head, I knew all this time, I was like, I just, I'm, I have nothing to figure out. I know what I want to do, and it's not school. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? But yeah, you know, the only way I could really communicate that was like, ah, I'm just gonna figure myself out. Uh, so I did the semester, and after that, I was like, you know what, I'm just done with school, and that was hard, right, for my family to take. It was like what is this kid doing? He's like giving up everything that he could achieve for what, you know, for a game. Right. Right. I didn't think that way. You know, I knew I was like, I'm going to like it. Honestly, it was like a shot in the dark actually. So I, though I knew I didn't know it was like, there's this thing that I want and I have no idea how I'm going to get there. I have no idea what I'm going to do to get there, but I'm just going to keep trying. You know, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to do it every day. And then somehow I'll make it work. I got to make it work. I can't be happy unless I make it work. You know, um, so I just kept like getting after it, and um, then that's when you know I said, "This is summer of nineteen. Summer of uh, no. So now summer of nineteen is over. I did that semester, and then after that semester, I was like, I'm done. So we're January twenty twenty. Yeah, pre- yeah. Pre COVID. Pre COVID. Yeah, pre COVID. So two months of training hard. Yeah, yeah. So I so I I, I trained from like um, the basically the whole the whole semester. I trained and I was drilling and stuff, and I just I just started drilling, you know, because I. At this point, I'm training at M theory. So soon after I get my blue belt, so August of 2019, I um, I moved to M theory. I started training there, and then eventually I kind of just switched. I think I just fit in better there, you know. Um, so I switched, and then yeah. So now back to January of 2020. Uh, first pants camp, right? Loved it. It's awesome. Like just like it was, this is exactly what I wanted. I was training full time. I was doing exactly what I wanted. This was the best. Like this was like the ride of my life, right? Um, at this point, I moved out of my folks' house, and I was—I um, lived in uh, Champlin. Okay. Yeah, so at the same time, January of 2020, I moved to Champlin. And then, as you know, you know, as Pan Camp winds, Pan's Camp winds down, it's like, okay, well, is it going to happen, right? Because now, right. now we're the whole COVID thing comes up, and we're like, we don't know if it's going. And then it doesn't happen. Um, I think I'm more getting to a life story than why I decided to. No, that's fine. Keep okay, going. okay. Keep going. So then, COVID hits, and. And that was kind of rough, right? Because now it's like, okay, well, we don't know when the gym is going to open again. I don't know. And I had just gotten everything that I wanted. You know, I was like, I was training full time. I was like, this is exactly what I wanted with my life. And I was, I absolutely loved, loved my life. You know, the for the first time, I felt like I was living intentionally. You know what I mean? I was living like doing exactly what it is I wanted to do and being thoughtful about it, you know? Uh, and then it was all taken away. <laughs> COVID just totally took it from me. I know there was some like underground jujitsu going on during that time. I've heard sure. I, I've heard the rumors. I don't know if they're true. Sure, sure. But like you know, with the story you just told, like, how did you handle that headspace? Uh so that's a great question. I think uh, this is where we can get into the my my uh, predisposition for gaming addiction. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I 
happened, and then it was like we weren't training. And we thought, you know, maybe it was like, first it was like a couple weeks, then it was like a month. You know how it went. So yeah. it just kind of got kept getting pushed. So at first I was like, oh, this is a nice break. Pants camp was hard. It was my first one, right? I, and I wasn't like, my breast and recovery was like, was garbage then, right? So my body was just destroyed. So like, oh, this would be a nice break. But then as we got deeper and deeper, you know, I think it was after the first couple weeks maybe, it kind of started to set in that like, dude, you're not doing jujitsu for a while. And I was like, oh my gosh. So... I got a buddy that really likes the game. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to kill it. Because I can't do anything. I can't really work. I can't, you know, I can't do yeah. anything. So I had a buddy that really likes the game. And, you know, I'm, of course, I get on my PC and get on Discord. And we start gaming. I remember that for like a week, I put like 50 hours into Fallout New Vegas in a week. <laughs> People don't work that much, dude. No, I just, like, I, I, I get that addiction. Like, when Cyberpunk came out, it was <laughs> like... I think I've played probably 38 hours on top of working full time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, totally. And it's like, and the cool thing is like, there's this community, which I kind of missed, right? With the whole jujitsu thing. I was this community that I had and, you know, I get to play with my buddies and yeah, so I did that and there's just like, I remember one day, so I was like staying up all night and sleeping all day and I remember one day I got, so I door dashed. What is like that big white castle like package i know what you're talking about but white castle is the most disgusting food on the planet Dude, it was like 30 sliders and, and like, like a f- 10 pounds of fries it's crazy yeah it's the same and i ate all of it i was sitting in gaming and those sliders like looking they were disgusting they're dude. like the steam buns it's gross it's so gross the meat isn't like the texture you know like you eat a mcdonald's sandwich and you're like oh this could be meat <laughs> <laughs> you eat a white castle nothing against white castle you know you guys make your money how you can but you eat a White Castle slider, and you're like, this is clearly not meat. You know, this is, like, not anything that I've ever eaten. This is, like, the texture is, like, gooey. Ugh. But I ate it. I ate it and just shamelessly just stuffed my face with all this stuff. Um, I don't know. It was, like, 3 in the morning. I was drinking White Claws, and I was like, what am I doing, you know? <laughs> it was just, yeah, I was just, just being a total bum. But I was just super depressed, right? I was like, this, because everything I had, everything I wanted, I got, and then it was taken from me. Um... Then I had to, like, clean myself up. I was like, okay, we got to stop this. I got to stop gaming. You know, I got to, again, you know, I kind of have this predisposition to get addicted specifically to PC gaming, and that's exactly what I was doing. So I had to rip myself out of that and be like, okay, we're done. We're going to, like, try to be productive. So I started doing Instacart, uh, which was awesome. Like, it was something I could put my energy into, you know? We'd wake up at, like, 5 a.m. and go do all the big orders and make a bunch of money, you know? And that's kind of what, like, sustained me during during the lockdown. And I did that, and honestly, throughout the whole COVID experience, I think, you know, uh, it was a net gain as far as, like, my maturity, because I had to, like, I had to deal, being able to deal with not being able to do jujitsu. I feel like helped me grow a little, helped me, like, gain some skills, like, okay, now I got to, like, figure out a way to work. I was living on my own, so I had to, like, pay for stuff, so like, I got to figure out a way to, a way to work, I got to figure out, you know, how I'm going to budget my money and stuff, you know, like, um, because all the energy that I put into jujitsu, I had to put into, like, normal people stuff you know so i so i was like okay we're gonna we're gonna do this i wasn't like crazily spending my money or whatever okay so i gotta gotta do all that so i i I gained a lot from that experience i feel like um i was self-motivated when i did the instacart thing you know we worked eight hours or up till so much money right so we could make that much um and then when we finally came back right we finally got out of that i feel like i feel like i matured a lot and i I think it helped my jiu-jitsu now you know like 
at this point i'm teaching and doing all that stuff now and i kind i budget all my money well which i gained you know a uh, skill that i gained during covid had that not been the case you know i probably would have never thought about budgeting my money and whatnot so um but yeah as far as like what what made me want to do it and like pursue it it would i mean just idiocy you know like like honestly i was just like just being an idiot like i saw this thing i really liked it and i was completely obsessed with it and for some reason i felt like i just had to do it and regardless of what i may have thought or what other people may have thought about the potential to make money or make a living i was like i know like maybe i can never make money but if i don't try i'm screwed like i'm gonna hate my life you know what i mean i'm gonna hate myself so i'm just gonna give it as much of a shot as i can and if i'm 70 before i make money at least i can die being like okay you tried dude you know what i mean you gave it a shot at least because like there were there were a bunch of times especially during covid that i was like man i might need to get a job you know i might need to be like a like get a normal job and um i almost became a firefighter i went to emt school and stuff and i was right there i was just i was about to start applying and Right when I got there, I just got, I got, you know, you could call it like cold feet. You know, I was yeah. like, no, dude, I, I, you can't do this. You can't, you're giving up on yourself. You can't do this. You, you got to keep trying. Just keep moving forward. I know it sucks. I know you're poor and I know you're eating Triscuits out of the bottom of the bag and stuff, but <laughs> you got to just keep doing it. You know, you're doing great. Just keep moving. Um, so, yeah, so I was totally like, yeah, I'm not being a firefighter. I could just couldn't justify the time that I would spend doing that away from jujitsu. Uh, a lot of people make it work, but I just felt like I couldn't, so I just didn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like, you know, a lot of love for the game, maybe a little bit of discipline, you know, probably a lot of stupidity. <laughs> That's probably probably my answer to that question. So you've ta- I heard you talk about on the Pohada podcast a little bit, like the conversation with your parents. And I know culturally that like education is super important mm-hmm. and like being successful and things like that. Yeah, yeah. How did you, because I, I hear now. I think you've said it is like their approval is up there for what you're trying to do. They might not understand it, sure. but they have your back. Sure. Like how, cause I know there's going to be young men listening to this who are like, who have parents who are like doctors and sure, but they want to go be a personal trainer. Or they sure. want to like pursue an MMA career. Like how did you frame that? So they would accept it. Yeah. 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 That's a great question. So in the beginning, I just had to tell them like, I was like, you know, it was kind of like, I was like, drop hands and be like, you know, dad, this used to things, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. I really like it. He's like, oh, that's really cool, Siobhan. Like, I'm glad you found something you like. I was like, yeah, you know, and like, I know, I know this guy and he like, uh, like it was talking about J- uh, Zach Jeffrey, right? And he's like, yeah, and he, he like, seems like he makes good money and he's like supporting himself and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he kind of puts his glasses back on and goes back to work, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I mean, he just kind of just like threw it off to the side. But I kept like dropping hits, kept dropping hints and eventually he got it and he, you know, he, I mean, he'd yell at me sometimes. He'd be like, Siobhan, this is not this is just a game, you know, this, this, is, this is not going to feed you, you can't do this, like, this is, you're being an idiot, and to be fair, I was being an idiot, I didn't even know, like, I had no idea where this was going to end up, I knew I just really liked it, and that I just had to do it, and I just gave, you know, I took a chance on myself, you know, um, dropped hints, dropped hints, and a lot of time, like, a long, for a long time, I had to, like, find something, I had to provide some, some sort of proof to my family, friends, everybody, right, that hey look look what look what I've done that I can say like I can do this you know mm-hmm. and uh, this was like early blue belt and I go and I'd like I do these lo- local tournaments or even IBJJF tournaments and I just like wasn't winning and I wasn't winning you know what I mean and I was like I remember thinking like man like I I've been working so hard and I got nothing to show for it you know I got nothing and it was like this horrible feeling I was like man I can't even like go home and be like dad look I got a gold medal at this place you know um 
my first breakthrough, I think, was placing at pants. That was like one 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 because they they knew like the um this pans last year that I was at. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. this so they they knew what what it meant, right, to like win a pans or to place at a pans, right? So that they were like, "Oh, wow." Like, "Oh my gosh, look, you know, this is wow, this is pretty cool." And I think I really I think I really broke through to them enough that they were now like, "Okay, we kind of get it," you know? Just kind of. It wasn't until the teaching job that my dad is like totally on board now. So it's not even it's not even like he doesn't get it, but he like is, has my back. I'm past that even, which is wild to think. Like okay. this is crazy, but now it's like he's totally he's totally down for it. You know, he's like he thinks it's awesome and like owning my own gym and stuff like that. He thinks it's super cool. Um, so a, a lot of it was just kind of rolling with the punches, you know, like having to listen to the hate. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't call it hate from my dad, you know, maybe for hate from other people, but it was more out of concern, right? Like, dude. You got you got to like have a normal job, you know. You got to have a four hundred one k. You got to do all that, which I uh, believe me, I understand. But again, I was just you know taking the shot in the dark. But once I got to the point where I finally started making money, he was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I think you can do this." And even now, he 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 he's like, will read stories on the news or something, or he'll read something somewhere, and he'll be like, "Yeah, you know, like there's this guy or there's this person or." The, that you know they really like this thing and they just kind of pursued it and they eventually found a way to make money. So I think you know this is possible. You know people can do this. So he kind of started to like get it. You know he's like justifying in his own head. Like there's a lot of people that do this and they make it work. You know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean I'm at the point now where I've kind of got like the support of the people that I do need support from. You know what I mean? That yeah. that, that I that I like that I have that I would like to have support from. You know what I mean? Right. Like my parents and my friends and family and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. So that's the goal. You're sitting with a one straight purple belt right now, correct? Mm-hmm. So going down the road, you know, what is, I know, I know, but other people might not. Like, what is your dream? Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess uh, I'd have to break it up into parts. Go for it. So I have like a, I have like an athletic dream, right? And then I have like a financial dream. Um, and then you could also say, I guess I have like a teaching dream too, right? So I guess my, my athletic dream, right? My as far as like uh, being a competitor, I want to be able to compete as much as I can and win as much as I can, right? And just see how far I can take it. Um, so that's kind of as a competitor, that's what I want to do. Um, as a teacher, I, you know, I would like to be able to provide for somebody or some people what Ishmael was able to provide for me, right? This ability to like, I mean, first of all, the belief that I can make money doing it. Like you can, you can do this. You know, you can, you can make a living doing this. And also to provide all the the jujitsu stuff, the techniques, and like how you should train and how you should, you know, conduct yourself. Right. That these are the things that will make you good at jujitsu. Right. The, the ability to like make a champion. Right. Um, to be able to provide that for somebody else, or hopefully a lot of people. And then financially, you know, of course, uh, opening a gym and. You know, when, when when I get to that point, you know, I don't want to be poor. Right. <laughs> you know, I I I I'd, I'd like to I'd like to drive a nice car. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, but that, that's that's kind of um I think that's really really tertiary. You know, yeah. Um, the 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 main thing being, obviously, doing what I really like. Right. I don't have to like wake up and feel like I'm going to a job. You know, I can wake up and like, oh, I get to like chip away at this this dream that I've had since I was you know however age. Um, and then, um, also be able to give that to somebody else, you know, like the joy of being able to like pass that down. Um, 
I think that's that's a that's a dream that Ishmael and I both share, as far, specifically for Minnesota Jiu Jitsu. You know, okay, like um, seeing that grow, like California has, and maybe some places uh, in the South, like Texas, and so whatnot. make Minneapolis the mecca of Jiu Jitsu in the U.S. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right, so I'm not gonna let you skate on this. Um, like I'm huge on visualization and like oh sure, like having like vision boards and stuff. Mine's gonna be right there on that wall. Oh sure. Um, walk me through what your gym is gonna look like. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, that's a great question. So you know, I I think I think I do like the like the white. You know, I really you know not only because it's just an M theory, but also uh, you see a lot of gyms like AOJ. They got it's really clean, right? Even just in social media, I've never been there, but the the white is super super cool. Um, I've um, I really like the separate mats. You know, separate mats are really nice because you can break up the training well. Um, I think having like facilities, like being able to like shower and you know like a drinking fountain, all that stuff is is is, is nice. Um, again, that's kind of a little bit more tertiary, right? The training facility mm-hmm. for training is kind of the main thing. But um, I guess if I were to if I were to say like, okay, this is what like you know the the best version of my gym looks like: white mats, lots of mat space, multiple mats, right? Maybe two, maybe three. Um, being able to have like a vending machine, being able to have like a hangout area that people hang out at, you know, having showers. Um, yeah, I think uh, having an office, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be kind of the. If if it were up to me, I could live it upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Where's it gonna be? Uh, yeah, so that I actually I've, I've 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 kind of gone back and forth. Do I stay in Minnesota? Do I leave? You know, you just said you wanted to make Minnesota, Minneapolis the mecca. Yeah, so that's so that's exactly why I kind of go back and forth, right? Because it's kind of like. Um, because Minnesota is very young, right? And I would, I would, I would like for it to young as in like uh, as far as in the influence of jujitsu. But um, also, don't like the weather all that much. You know what I mean? Same. And uh, North Carolina sounds awesome, or South Carolina, you know. So, but um, I think as far as the way I'm thinking now and how I've thought from the beginning is Minnesota is probably what okay. it will be. What it's, suburb? Yeah, it's a great question. It's a great question. Um, hopefully the, the suburb where everyone's got all the money. Maple Grove. All right. <laughs> all right. And then going on this dream, what are you driving there every day in? Ishmael's Porsche Macan. He's going to sell it to me one day. <laughs> he told me it was like three days ago. He's like, maybe I'll sell it to you one day. I was like, yeah, dude. You know how he drives, right? <laughs> I've been in it. Have you been in it? Oh, yeah. He took me for a ride. Oh, yeah, dude. It's awesome. I love that thing. Yeah, I think I went for a drive in it and it had less than 100 miles still. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, nice. It was like right when he got it. Um, so what do you think, or what do you want to tell people who are like on the fence about trying jujitsu? We'll start with that question. Then I have a follow-up question. Sure. So go with the jujitsu question first. Sure. Like on the fence of just trying jujitsu. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think like, um, if there's a reason, if the thought comes to your head, like I kind of want to try this, I think that's justification enough, you know, Mm -hmm. like just, just go in there and just do it. I mean, generally speaking, the the environment and the culture is the same wherever you go, right? It's very welcoming. It's very friendly. Of course, you're gonna have these odd places that like you just got a bunch of meatheads, right? But generally speaking, people are very friendly, very welcoming, right? Uh, they want you to come. They want you to stay. Um, I just give it a shot. Try a class, you know. Um, so obviously, I'm very biased, right? Because I I love it with all my heart, but. If you don't like it, you don't like it, you know? You right. gave it a shot. It's okay, you know? It's okay not to like it. It's I don't like all kinds of stuff, so I don't do them anymore. <laughs> so then following up on that, you touched on 
talking about like going to school, realizing it was kind of not your thing. But I will say, um, because I'm kind of going through this right now, is it takes a lot of balls to say fuck like what everybody wants me to do. I'm going to do my own thing. Sure. Like what conversations did you have with yourselves? Because I know some of those conversations in your head were in the weight room. They were out on a run. Oh, yeah. What did those conversations sound like when you were like trying to convince yourself? Yeah, yeah. That is a great question. So I think I wasn't without doubt, right? Of course, I had all kinds of doubts. And I, whenever these... (laughs) So I set out to do something, okay? I made this commitment that this is what I'm going to do. And when I felt like the... Not necessarily the desire, but like this this feeling that like I can't make it right. I would just drown myself with yes, you can, yes, you can, yes, you can. You got to keep even if you think you can't, just do it anyway. Just do it anyway. You know, you just let it kill you, right? Just just do it though. You got to do it. Um, so I th- I think I just I had to just bombard myself with. I wouldn't even say it was positive self talk because at that point at that point i had nothing to talk to myself positively about right i had nothing to show for it i was like i was like struggling i was like man you're not even like winning tournaments it's like what you know what is it gonna happen like dude you could you could go you can get a job dude and you can like go on vacations you know and and that and when no when the point when the time for me to decide to be a firefighter came i remember it kind of hanging on the kitchen and i was thinking like dude i could just like buy bread and not have to think about it you know that's like a possibility right now you could make that switch very quickly. And, and it was very comforting to think that, right? And I just had to be like, nope, nope, not doing it. Not doing it. I'm not letting this happen. This is like the devil or something just trying to creep into my head. And I just had to like remove it. I used to do this thing where I would like take cold showers, you know? Like I, I would like, when I started getting too comfortable or my, like I started thinking like, oh, maybe things are, I was almost like it's like a punishment, right? You'd be like, nope, you're not doing this. You're not <laughs> thinking like this. If your life has to suck for 10 years, it's going to suck. You're going to do this. You set out to do it, so you're going to do it. Um, eventually came to the point where I had the ability to give myself self-talk. I had proof, right? I kind of need proof. That's kind of the way that I am. I need this evidence that like you can do it. And when I did have that evidence, a lot of that mellowed, you know, me having to convince myself though there was no proof, which is, which is a grind, right? It's just, I mean, you're just like rubbing sandpaper in your brain. Really. It's just like, it's tough. Uh, but once the proof comes, which it will, right? I mean, you, you work hard enough and long enough at something you're going to do well eventually i mean just like even if you do it as sloppily as possible you're gonna get something out of it right Right. um so now that there's proof those doubts are easily washed away with 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 positive self-talk with regard to that proof okay yeah and like you talked about the cold showers you talked about all of that stuff are you still doing those things when you need to yes yeah 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 yeah. so i do feel like there are times when i start to get a little too comfortable right i start to feel like like, yeah, things are going, you know, things are going pretty well. And, like, not that I don't feel hardship when I'm in the gym, right? Because it's just hard, right? It's just so hard. It's right? the stupidest thing I do every day. <laughs> yeah, you and me both, dude. And, you know, and you, you, when you find ways to try to make it harder, you know, you, you roll with, like, you every time better again. Than you. Sure, right? And, like, <laughs> I, like, you're rolling with, like, a lot of the black belts, right? And it's, like, it's, like, making this harder on yourself. You know, it, it, it sucks. But sometimes I do feel like I get in this groove where I feel, like, I feel very comfortable. And I think that's kind of dangerous just because, at least for me, when I feel like that, I start slipping up, you know? Then it, then I can start justifying, like, other comforts, you know? Or maybe I can eat a candy bar, right? Mm-hmm. When I start getting that urge to, like, eat, like... So I just started having, uh, not the fast break, the outrageous bars. Reese's out. Oh, my goodness. They're so good. They're so good. So on 4th of July, I had one of those. Actually, I had, like, three. But on 4th of July, I had three of those. And they're so good. 
I cannot even begin to tell you. So when I have this feeling like, oh man, I really want to eat a candy bar, I feel like I have let myself get to the point where I've, I've kind of sli- slipped into the comfortable space a little bit too much. So yeah, I, I definitely do. I definitely do use those tools when I need to, right. 100%. So me and you have discussed at length and gone on some rucks and things like that about doing 75 hard, and we both oh, sure, yeah. really fucked that up from time <laughs> to time. Yeah. Um, so in regards to you know getting used to being in that hard space all the time, what yeah. has prevented you from staying uncomfortable? Like living in that space where it's like, okay, I... I know I need to compete at this weight. I know I train better at this. I know I'm better when I'm doing this, this, and this. When I'm going to bed at 10, waking up at 5. Yeah. What's kept you from staying on that path? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think, you know, like, I think think a lot of it is like your ego. You know, you get, you feel like, like, man, I'm doing everything right. You know, like I'm the man. You know, I've like everything that i'm supposed to do i've done it and i'm just like i feel like the man for it i feel like then when when you when you start to get a little bit too you know um when you when your ego starts to take over that's when you start slipping when i start feeling like that then again i can start justifying that's like a comfort again right i'm like letting myself like oh i'm the best because i can do this right i can i was able to do 75 hard for so long or i was able to like keep a diet for so long or live for so long or do whatever right and then you start feeling really good about it and i think a lot of those times is when those like, oh, you can have a candy bar, oh, you know that's like and that's dangerous, you know. Right. You got and then that's when you got to knock yourself down a notch, you know. You got to start taking cold showers, or you got to start like, I don't know, giving yourself lashes or something, you know. You got to do something, dude, because that stuff is dangerous. That'll kill you. Before you know, you're homeless and it's no good. <laughs> you know what just flashed in my mind when you said giving yourself lashes? Um, you've seen the movie Da Vinci Code. Oh, a long time ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the Opus Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of cat, like where they like have those like belts they like wrap around so they feel that pain all day. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then he like lashes himself after he like confesses. And I was like, oh, God, Siobhan, don't turn into that. <laughs> like the angel. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's funny you say that because when I said the lashes thing, that scene is the same thing that went through my head. So. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, Siobhan, we're on the same page there Siobhan is swallowed that pill whole <laughs> alright um, now like some more cause like I know how dedicated you are to Jiu Jitsu sure. and I know how you have a, a good switch of turning things on what do you do though to like relax oh yeah 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 cause that's, that's just true. as important but yeah oh no I totally agree but yeah. it's not eating you know 14 sliders and yeah yeah exactly and exactly outrageous bars. and you know that's not really relaxing right like right. You, you end up doing more harm than you do good you know i think you, you've said this before right like discipline is kind of like the uh like the most developed expression of self-love right yeah. like it's i totally i totally agree with you i think like these things that oh this is gonna make me relax is actually like it's gonna screw you so i'm totally i'm totally with you on that and i think um in the beginning Every seven or so months, I just hate jujitsu, right? I just hate it, and I had to take like four days off. I wouldn't even think about it. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm not even gonna question this. I'm just gonna take the four days off, and then I'll come back fresh again. A lot of that had to do with me like constantly being exposed to it, constantly. Even when I was in the gym, out of the gym, all I thought about, all I did, all I watched, all I whatever, right? Um. And I would try to train seven days a week too. And it, it, there comes a point where that just is too much, right? You can't do that. 
I take the whole weekend off, mm-hmm. right? I don't train at all during the weekend for the most part. And when I'm not in the gym, unless it is a specific, like, you know, okay, this is time I've set aside to watch matches to do this, I don't think about jujitsu. Okay. I just, like over like on the weekends. I try not to even think about it at all. I'm I sorry, do other stuff. Is, we're recording this on a Sunday, so I'm ruining. Oh it. no no that's <laughs> totally ruining his, uh, no no worries. <laughs> relaxation time. No, this is great. This is great. No, I um yeah, I try to just like keep myself away from jujitsu as much as I can, because yeah, though otherwise you you know you just, you just you kind of get that like start burning out right, and it, it was an it was an effort I had to make at first to like put down the phone or the ipad right okay we're not going to think about it because we know what's going to happen if we think about it uh you're just going to drive yourself insane um and when i finally got in the habit of being able to let go of it right and just be like okay you need to do other stuff i have everything else to do what else do i do i do jujitsu that's like all i was right i was like man i don't have it like i don't really do anything else or like anything i mean i like to fish but you can't fish it like every day or every weekend right you gotta like you know you pick a weekend out of the month maybe and but so I had to like find out some hobbies that I can do and you know other things that I can spend my time doing. I think it's made my jujitsu better, you know, um, giving me like a mental break. I get a mental break every weekend, you know. I get to like think about other stuff and um, I like to read. Uh, I'm actually uh, in the process right now of uh, learning my native language. So what is your native language? It's called Telugu. So I grew up speaking it. Or when I was younger, like when we first moved to the United States, I was fluent. I How old were you when you moved here? Uh, three. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought you like were like born here. No, no, no. I was born in India, and then we came here in two thousand. Okay. Dad yeah. Worked, so I, mom worked. Who'd you? Yeah, move yeah. For? Both, both, okay. both. Yeah, they both. Uh, they both wanted to move here out of their own reasons, right? And so they found work here. Um. But yeah, the I um, I'm in the process of learning that. So I was fluent when I was younger, but I kind of, I mean, basically forgot it. Right? I started mm-hmm. speaking English, and I just I wanted to be like everybody else, you know, which is like common, especially for like an immigrant kid, right? It's like, well, I want to. I don't speak the language. I don't look like them. I don't, you know, it's like, I just want to be like everybody else. So I just kind of decided not to, even my parents tell me, they're like, one day you just came home and you stopped speaking it. And all you spoke was English, uh, which is kind of a shame, right? I think I, it's good, obviously, that I learned English. But um, uh, when I went to my brother's wedding in November, it kind of inspired me to like, you know, I should like, I should try to learn this. Mm-hmm. So I'm in, the, I'm in the, learn how to read and write. Like, I can't write, like write my own things, but I can read it well now. So I learned how to read it. Um so I like uh, try to read and listen every day, and um, try to build my vocabulary that way. So I spend my weekends doing that a lot. Okay. Um, you know, if somebody invites me to like, I don't know, like go to like the water park or something, you know, I don't say no because it's like no, because that's like I'm cheating on jujitsu or yeah, some yeah. crazy thought I had. Right? I don't say no. I'm like, yeah, water park sounds fun. Let's do that. You know, yeah. let's or go mountain biking. Fight. Yeah, let's go do that. Like, yeah, exactly. Let's go mountain biking or let's go do something. It's like, yeah, let's do it. You know. Um, before it was kind of this idea that okay, if I start liking something else, it's gonna take away from jujitsu, and that's happened, right? I start liking something, and then I'm like, nope, I'm done, not doing it, stops, whatever. You know what I mean? We're just gonna let this go. I can't do anything else. Like the gaming controller. Like, okay, where is it at? The gaming controller, the Xbox controller, right in front of you. Oh sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. That is that. That'll be the death of me. That'll be the death of me. One day, dude. One day. One day. I'm gonna I'm gonna die in a chair playing World of Warcraft once I've earned it. <laughs> I was listening to the story about a Division One football player. Sure. Like, full ride, big school. Like, SEC school. Didn't show up to practice one day. Oh, yeah. Like, didn't leave his dorm room for, like, a month. Wow. Put on, like, 115 pounds. Oh, my goodness. Playing World of Warcraft. 
That game is dangerous, dude. And that game is dangerous. I just I can't wrap my head around that. Like I have a very addictive personality. Sure, too, me too. But I think yeah. Know, but it's just like I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I've been doing this for three hours. I need to fucking stop. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I just can't wrap my head around like that. So it's interesting to hear you because you are disciplined. You have a high level of discipline, I think. Sure, thank you. Um, to say like you cannot play PC games because you won't stop. That's interesting. Yeah, dude. And you know, I even during the second lockdown, I started playing uh, on the PS4. I started playing. Uh, what's the Call of Duty World War Two. Yeah, yeah. So I started playing that, and I was playing it every day. And I played for a few hours every day, and I really liked it. And I remember one day I was like, I, I put the mic on, and I was talking to buddies. And this is the this is the dangerous thing. When I started getting into the community, it's like really bad. Oh yeah. So I started talking to buddies. Like I don't know these guys, right? But they're cool. We're playing Infection, right? Yeah. And I remember thinking at the end of one game, we played a couple games of Infection. I remember like I was like, man, this is so much fun. This is like, this is great immediately i turned the ps4 off took the headphones off set it down i didn't touch it again i was like i'm done i can't do this it's gonna take over my whole life dude i can't do this i, I thought about i mean woo woo you know i won't confirm or deny that i was training at that point but had i been i was thinking i would have thought about not going to training i was like yeah, i kind of want to just game it's like nah that's not happening dude that's not happening you've worked too hard you know <laughs> you can't you can't let call of duty world war ii ruin this for you all right so now you're held 25. Okay, so last thing I want you to do is tell the 18-year-old version of you one thing you wish you would have known at 18. Oh, sure, sure. Can't really worry about what people think about you. I think I think I have struggled with that a lot. I think I was constantly worried about what the next guy thought or and I think it's a plague a lot of people kind of deal with but i it was like i made decisions based on it like big decisions you know what girls thought of me or what my buddies thought of me or what people that i didn't even care about thought of me and you know if i just just be like dude you gotta relax because none of those people first of all once they grow up they're also going to be like yeah i wish i hadn't cared so much about what people thought of me right you know they're all thinking the same stuff and yeah i wish i just kind of let that go and just like chilled out a little bit you know so yeah, I, I would say is you know it, what you think matters right now doesn't actually matter, and you can take a deep breath because those shoes that are tattered, it's cool, man. You'll get new shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, anything you want to ask me, or uh, you good to go? Uh, I don't know. Should I be asking you something? No, you're good. Okay, yeah, we're good. All right.